Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. All right, so we were talking about wide receiver being the biggest need maybe for the Panthers this offseason. Well, the best wide receiver in Panthers history, Steve Smith, he joined the Kyle Bailey show yesterday to talk about the disconnect between Bryce and his receivers in his rookie season. The issue is these in-breaking routes, everything's in-breaking. Everything is into the hash, right? Inside, inside, inside. Well, Bryce also is an accurate and anticipated thrower. Well, here's the problem. When you got a young man who's anticipating based off his history of college, and so he's anticipating those throws where there were touchdowns to all these athletic dudes. Well, guess what they are here? You know what they're called? Picks, batted balls, interceptions. They're not there because we have to have some outside element routes that we just don't have because some of the players, that's not their specialty. It, it's starting to look more and more like, guys, that they did not give Bryce wep- Bryce Young the type of weapons he needs, or maybe they're just not good enough schematically to scheme these guys open the way that we're seeing Bobby Slowick do down in Houston with uh, C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell, and Nico Collins. Well, the thing is, when you – brought in DJ Chark, that was supposed to be his thing. He was supposed to be the outside guy. He was supposed to be the guy running the nines and doing all of that downfield work for them, but it hasn't worked out for him, and guys just aren't winning their matchups. You can scheme guys open, sure you can, but at the end of the day, guys still have to win their individual matchups, especially when you're going up against man coverage and things of that nature. When we talk about the Houston Texans and their weapons, I mean, I can't say it enough. Tank Dale was a third-rounder. Nico Collins was a third-rounder. Noah Brown was a journeyman in the NFL. These guys have now gotten with a quarterback that just seems like a, a, a one-of-a-kind, and he's elevated their games. And so uh, that's the thing. Now, the Panthers had a chance to draft Tank Dale, but as far as the receivers that they brought in, too, it was just – they had questions coming in. We weren't sure if DJ Chark was washed up or not. We were hoping that he was going to end up being a good player and maybe go back to the guy that had 1,000 yards once upon a time. Adam Thielen has come in here and showed and proved as far as being the receiver that we thought he was going to be. But other than that, the depth is just not there. Terrence Marshall isn't a guy. He's just a guy. And then when you talk about after Terrence Marshall, Jonathan Mingo is just developing very slowly at this point. So uh, it's just not there at the end of the day. He just doesn't have the guys that can win on a consistent basis. Yeah, you can scheme some of them open from time to time, but at the end of the day, teams are going to catch on to the fact that you don't have the weapons to be able to threaten them, and they're going to expose that. How much is the coaching staff worried about throwing outside the numbers because of Bryce Young's size and lack of arm strength? Is that a thing you think the coaching staff is afraid of? No, I don't think they're afraid of that. Like I said, I just think DJ Chark isn't scaring anybody. And outside of that, what deep threat do you have? I know Terrence Marshall showed on a few occasions last year that he could go up and get it. But at the end of the day, let's keep it real. Terrence Marshall's a bust. But He's not I'm, a guy. I'm talking about like outbreak because he kept saying in-breaking, in-breaking. Yes, yes, I'm not talking yes. about go routes on the outside. Okay, I'm yeah. talking about outside the numbers. 
numbers, 15 yards, got to throw in at a tight window where you're launching it 40 yards, right? Like that's a bomb you can rare up a little bit. You can, you know, you got time to throw off platform. When you're talking about quick two and a half seconds, throwing mm-hmm. that thing 20, 15 yards downfield, but yeah. they're breaking to the sideline, that's still got to have some mustard on it. Yeah, it does. And, and so I just didn't know if that was a problem. Yeah, and I think Bryce has the requisite talent to be able to do that. And then when you look at like his biggest completion at Hayden Hurst, that was stacked up routes on the outside, like Steve Smith was talking about. And that worked. Why they're not doing more of that or at least attempting more of that is anybody's guess. What else you got for us, Fitty? Well, earlier in the campus corner, we talked about maybe Dabo Sweeney being a guy that lands at Texas A&M. Another hot ACC candidate will be Mike Elko with his time at College Station. He addressed the rumors of potentially returning to the Aggies. It's it's a profession where people just like to put stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very committed to this place. Everybody knows I'm very happy at this place. For now. Um, We're doing a lot of really special things at this place. Uh, My family's very happy here. Um, We love Duke. We love everything that this place is for. And, um, you know, again, I, I say this all the time. When you're doing your job well, Everybody thinks you're leaving. When you're doing your job bad, everyone thinks you're leaving. It is literally the nature of college coaching. So, um, you know, you try not to pay any attention to that stuff. I'm obviously not oblivious to it, and and we certainly have addressed it just because it needs to be addressed. But um, I don't know where that stuff comes from. Certainly nobody ever asked my opinion. Yeah, because I'm negotiating about things. As a diehard Carolina fan that just watched a Mike Elko team push my team to the brink, I would love nothing more than – three of the wealthiest men in Texas A&M's uh, donor group to show up in Durham and pay him a large sum of money to go eight and four in college station. Because uh, <laughs> as long as he's in Durham, the blue devils are going to be a problem on the football field. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're not, I mean, Wes, the way, I don't know how much of it was joke, how much of it was serious. I have enough context to think you think he's gone. I think if the opportunity presents itself with the money there, yes, I do. I think with Duke, I just don't see a future where he can consistently take them to ACC championships, contend for national championships. I mean, this team is as good as he's going to have. Now, the injuries did derail some of that, and the schedule definitely, as I said, took a pound of flesh out of them each and every week. But he's tied to be the odds-on favorite to go. He's got history there. Um, And like I said, I don't believe any coach is going to stay in a place until I see them at that place at the start of the next season. I mean, how many times do we hear coaches come out? Uh, I'm I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I love where I'm at. And then a week later, folks, we'd like to introduce you to the whatever number coach of Texas A&M, Mike Elko. Like they never they never tell the truth about this stuff. So that's why I like the rules that have been put in for players to be able to have movement as well, because the coaches will tell you one thing and do another. The money is way too much for him to ignore it. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion if they offer him a big old contract that he's gone. I just think the situation for Mike Elko to have long term stability, if that's something that he cares about in one city coaching for a team that isn't going to have as high of expectations as A&M is going to have. I mean, they ran a championship coach out of town. Despite him also, by the way, the pressure was on Jimbo Fisher going into this season. That's why you assemble the all-star misfits of a coaching staff, having Bobby Petrino and Steve Adazio and anybody that had some inkling of a controversy. He went and got him because Jimbo Fisher knew himself. He had a lot of pressure and in this season couldn't outlast it. I, I do think Mike Elko might go to Duke, say, hey, give me more money. I'll be cool here. I like it in this situation. And he'll be there for a long time. What if he went and took Riley Leonard with him? 
Well, Ooh. then that would be that would be tough. Yeah. <laughs> what if? All right. Anything else, Vinny, before we move on? I've got a bulk piece of audio that I want to play. You said bold piece? Bulk. It's okay. a long it's a long cut. Costco. Um Are you trying to decide on air if you should play it or not? Yeah. Okay. I'm doing it. Because this <laughs> this is too good. I'll make sure I don't butcher this man's name. Brian Damaris. On Mavs postgame, after the Mavericks took down the Clippers oh, yeah. in the in-season tournament last Friday. This, this audio is a little old. You may have heard it. But in case you haven't, this man said what needed to be said about James Harden. Real quickly, should you get the foul line rant for him, is that anything that we can do? Are we dynamic enough to pull that off and have some, our first ever foul line rant from somebody outside of the studio? Coach. Can we do that? Oh, he blew the whistle. They'll look at this to see whether this is a flagrant. That was scary. I don't even know if I want to see that again. You've got to think that's going to be a flagrant. The question is, is it a one or a two? (laughs) Ask the producer to pipe this into the Clippers locker room so I can talk to you, James. I hope you're taking notes. I'm telling you in advance, you're welcome for the wisdom I'm about to spew. Because, listen, I get on my knees every night and pray for someone to believe in me like Daryl Borey believed in you. You wanted a certain coach, they brought in Mike D'Antoni. You want to play a certain style, they played it. You wanted Dwight Howard, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. You wanted Chris Paul, they brought him in and got rid of him when you were tired of him. They brought in your old friend Russell Westbrook. You want to go to Vegas on off days? They looked away. You wanted the team to stay over so you could go out at night? They changed the schedule, and it didn't work. And you know what? You said... I'm going to break up with my Whoopi. Not good enough. I see the bright lights in New York. I want to go there. My old pal, Kevin Durant. It's going to work. The big three. And all after one year, you want it out. You realized, oh, my gosh, I took this guy for granted, the guy that believed in me. I went back with Daryl Morey. They traded Ben Simmons for you. How did they pull that off? And you know what? You went there, and you got a partner who got the MVP. He won the MVP. And what did you say afterwards? You said, they didn't hand me the reins. You're the point guard. You were holding holding the reins and what did you do when you had the reins you scored nine points in game seven against boston you blew a 3-2 series lead so they co- they fired their coach not good enough you broke up with your guy believed in you again you said the bright lights of la that's where i want to go let's see if that works listen james have you ever had those friends who had bad roommates over and over they complained about their bad roommates this guy's terrible the bad roommate here they never thought to be self-aware enough that they're the bad roommate they're the problem hey james you're the problem (laughs) if this doesn't work this year in this system with this team then you're going to go and point fingers at everybody else and you're going to go back home and you're going to start swiping right for another team and there's not going to be anybody left because james you're not the beard you're not the system you're the problem Straight from a text message from Doc Rivers on the Mavs post game in the Metroplex. I thought that that was such a strong rant. I thought it was much needed, man. James Harden just annoys me. It would be so hard for me to play with a guy like that uh, with the type of time that he's on on a regular basis. And I love that he said that he deserved to be ripped in that fashion. Bally took that rant off of their coverage, by the way. You can't access it anymore. <laughs> Are you, no wonder why they're bankrupt. That's true. Also, we were at one whiny voice away from that being a perfect foul line rant from our guy talking trash about James Harden. But that'll do it for a foul line rant.